drink and get comfortable because the real hooligans are about to drop some movie knowledge on your ass. And now, here's Tim and David. What up, hooligans? Let's do this, baby. David, what's going on? Tim, welcome to award season. Oh, here we go, man. Real hooligans <laughs> coming at you. Tim and David in the motherfucking house today. It's a, it's playoff football weekend. Our kids and Chiefs, Chiefs are playing later tonight. Hopefully, we're celebrating victory later with, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, personal you know. shout out to the Buffalo Bills. Um, screw you guys. Yeah, screw you guys. Bounce you from the playoffs. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. First and foremost, big topic will be uh, the Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards. A hooligan tradition. Yeah, we always do a. A recap of the of the KC Film Awards. For those of you that don't know, I am a voting member of the Kansas City Film Critics Circle. I have been since 2013. Bringing credibility to the hooligans. Uh, yeah, um, I am the actually the treasurer for the group. Board or member, I have been, bitches. Yeah, I've been a board member for about five or six years. Treasurer for three now. So, um, yeah, David is just. Just a dude. He's just a fucking movie lover. And uh, I think he's, you know, but I think between the two of us, uh, I think this is the beauty of the real hooligans is we have such a balance in our movie loving ranges. So, yeah, that's what I do. What we're going to do. Normally, we spend like a whole episode. I don't think we need to do that today because there's a lot of other crap we would like to get into. Um, Something on your mind, Tim? Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff between the fucking new Batman movie. And, yeah, I don't know. I figured we'd talk about some shows we've been watching, you know. I really want to talk about Batman now that you said it. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Oh, so good. Yeah. Way better than yeah, it We even talked about be. Cobra Kai, like, even personally, you know. So, yeah. So, um, anyways, what do we want to do? Well, do you have five questions? I don't have five okay. questions. Good enough. This doesn't seem like a five-question yeah. kind of show. It's so random. Random. But this is the, this is the wonderful thing about our show is... Um, we just get random as fuck sometimes. Sometimes we'll bounce it just all happens. over the place. Um, yeah. All right. Ahsoka's down here acting crazy. All right. Um, so, what do you, do you want to start with the Batman first? Yeah, let's talk about the Batman. All right. So, Matt Reeves, the Batman, recently announced the running time is 100. Nope. It's just under three hours. Yeah. 187 it, minutes, I believe. Something like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I was going to say, it's like right at that five minute mark before three hours with credits. God. Yeah. But uh, it's too long, dude. It, it, it really is. Damn man. it, David. Okay. All right, man. Movies are not bad. No movies ever been made better. Wait. Hardly. Movies are rarely made better by adding time to it. The only time I can actually think of. When and you might you'll disagree, but the Lord of the Rings movies, there's the theatrical versions and the um, extended extended and the extended editions it's nearly like three and a half hours for some of these, and they they do, but they actually add to them and not just it's not just it's more character. I mean, it is you know it adds depth to some of it instead of just being like here's just a bunch of shit we shot you know what i mean which yeah. a lot of these times it is like none of this needs to be in the movie it's just an expensive shot you probably didn't want to cut it i mean you know what i mean yeah um, and i won't disagree with you on lord of the rings 
Um, there's a, a lot of beautiful stuff in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I shit on that movie, on those movies pretty regularly. Um, sure. But it's always based on, on the plot. As far as a visual movie goes, Lord of the Rings is as good as it gets. Peter really? Jackson made some incredibly beautiful movies. Man, that was like the worst thing to happen to the Star Wars prequels, man. It was like the Star Wars prequels came out. We're like, look at all, look how everything's in CGI and... Lord of the Rings is like, yeah, look how we fucking blend CGI and practical effects, and it looks fucking amazing. Right? Look how many fucking Oscars we're winning. Yeah, look at my trophy case. Yeah, and it's like, now you watch the prequels, it's like, man, it's all shiny, isn't it? It's just really, like, bright, and, like, none of it looks real. It looks like a cartoon. Yes. um, But... 187 minutes. It's a Batman movie, dude. It's too long. There's nothing that's going to happen that we haven't seen in a Batman movie, like, ever. I hope we get pearls. I hope there's a strand of pearls that breaks and rolls everywhere just so I can look at the screen and say pearls. <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tim, I, I, I'm just that not. That being said, I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm really hyped about yeah, this movie. I mean, I've I'm seen a, some great stuff yeah, from, from this good. movie. And even aside from all of the patents and nonsense and the COVID shutdowns. I'm, I'm still really anxious for this movie. Yeah, I'm down. I, 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 I'm still, I'm fine with his casting. I'm anxious to see what he does. Um, I've always liked Matt Reeves. Yeah. So he does some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, I, I, I feel like it's going to be a good movie. It's just, but my God, it's too long. And we talked about this before the show, dude, if you would have told me Spider-Man homecoming was going to be three hours long, I'd say no. If you would told me like the next Captain America movie with Anthony Mackie's three hours long, I'd say that's too fucking long. Right. Tim, the next Star Wars movie is three. That's too long. It is. It um, really, it really no is. way home where there, there's like it's it's uh, it's cu- ending chapters. The culmination of uh, previous works. Yes. You know, um, th- that was fine. You know, but man. This it, it, this seems to be like a thing. This is a, it's not just uh, with superhero movies or you know genre movies. It's like anything anymore. It's like my God, why is this movie so long? Well, look at Tarantino. How how long are are his movies getting these days? Oh, yeah. or Scorsese. You know, they yep. just want to. Don't oh my God, what the fucking Irishman me. was like four hours long. Right now, how, uh, Snyder. <laughs> I'll just slip that one in there. Yeah, you and your cut. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, um, so Tim, would you f- would you feel better about this if uh, movie theaters brought back the intermission? I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't boo at that at all. I would I don't care. I mean, if people need a, a break halfway through these movies because they insist on making them so long, I, I wish they would edit movies better. Would it disturb your movie going experience? Does it take you out of the 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 moment if they break it up and and give you ten minutes to? To get out and stretch your legs? Um, I don't know. Yeah, the only time I've had to deal with that that I can think of recently was with uh, The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, a few years ago. And that was just a press screening, though. So it wasn't like there wasn't even... It was just press members. Yeah. A couple, few of us had a guest with us, you know? But so it was like there was like an intermission. And yeah, like 15 of us just fucking sat there and waited 10 minutes. It was just like, Yay. oh, Sean Edwards threw a fit and left. I told you that story. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So I don't know. What about you? I mean, is that? I, is that, I guess it just depends, man. I, I think if how good is this movie? Right. If it sucks, I'm just like get it the fuck over with. Sure. You know, if I'm bored, don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the, at the I'm I'm gonna go the other side of the coin on that and say if I'm bored, give me a chance to get up and get out of the theater for a second and and come back with a a new hope that okay we've hit the intermission so this second half better knock it out this better be the the saving grace but I think if if you have a place where an intermission fits put one in Um, simply be you got people with small bladders they can't sit there and drink a large coke for four hours and not have a break and i hate missing out on something that's true because i i just can't make it any further because it's not obviously you're not seeing something that you're familiar with so you don't know when that next twist is coming or when that you know cameo is coming that you know you're waiting for if you're at a marvel movie you know um but at the same time then it gets into how fucking long do I have to be in the theater? Right. I right. mean, because, okay, so if a movie's three hours long, there's going to be a 10 minute, 10 minute, 15 minute, 10 minute, we'll say, whatever. 10 minutes is reasonable. Um, so my movie experience is about, is over three hours. You're going to show me 20, 30 minutes of trailers and trailers commercials. and commercials before that. So, yeah, you're looking at pushing four hours and you know how how you know you don't have to get there super early anymore because everything's reserved yeah so you've got you your just seats walk right in two you. minutes before it starts um yeah and that just is what it becomes because uh i've gotten spoiled by my press screeners where we don't see trailers typically yep just it's, it's, it's in and out so if it's a long movie we're it's the shortest long you know i can get out of there when i need right. to um so I don't know, man. I feel like, I mean, obviously it's the way we're heading. I wouldn't be surprised. These genre movies are going to keep getting bigger. I mean, my God, they just went to reshoot scenes for Doctor Strange. And don't tell me they not didn't just go shoot a bunch of fucking cameos. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we I'm gotta sure, work some. some I'm new sure there was some. Here. I'm sure there was something. That they're like, mm, we need to fix this scene right here. No, yeah, they saw people react. And they're like, oh buddy, we are gonna bring everybody in now. We had this on standby. Yep. We have been waiting. All this shit we couldn't do when COVID happened. That we were like, eh, whatever. We'll move on without it. Now we know we should do it. Yep. So yeah, so I'm kind of worried that's gonna turn into just kind of a clusterfuck, but. Um, yeah, but at the same time, it's going to extend that runtime. You know, all these things are, you know, you know, in these movies, especially, um, you know, I mean, my God, when are they going to make a fucking Star Wars movie? It'll probably be three hours with an intermission when it finally does. And you know what I mean? Avatar. I could see oh that my movie God. being six yep. hours long. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Intermissions. Absolutely. That's going to put, that's going to be three hours at least. Sure. Absolutely. All four of them that are on the way. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's going to be like we're, you know, going to a movie is going to be like going to a fucking Broadway show where it's a fucking Event. evening, uh, you know, at the, you know, where you have that intermission and, uh, you know, you're going to see fewer movies on the big screen, which we've, we're already seeing that now. Sure. Um, I, I guess, I don't know if this is still trending. I guess Spider-Man is trending to be number one again this weekend. Yeah. 
Everybody went and saw Scream. So they're like, all right, everybody see Scream? Let's go see Spider-Man again. Right. Uh, we, I thought it was funny the last time we saw it with the kids. We saw it with everybody in town over the holiday. And uh, there was one guy that was still trying to to lead the, the woo, whatever, <laughs> like Andrew shows up. And it's just like, yeah, Dude, bro, we've all we, seen we've it all already. Seen it. We knew yeah. it was coming. We can tell you've seen it, too, because you were, like, waiting to... You know, on all of your seat. Right. So it was just kind of funny. I was, like, I, I was recently in Vegas and I've been in, to Vegas enough times that Vegas is doing the Vegas stuff isn't fun. Um, so I took a night um, and, and got myself in the right frame of mind. And I went and saw Spider-Man again. Oh, yeah. On my trip. I'm like, all right, I got a nice. free evening. I'm going to. And it was great. It was uh, it was super fun to see again. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, as we kind of drift conversation, what do you think about, you know, like we just talked about Doctor Strange, about how this is just going to turn into all these movies are going to be dropping seeds for other things. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? We, we've we already seen that with, with the shows. I mean, my God, Hawkeye wasn't about Hawkeye. Hawkeye was about Kate Bishop. We're seeing that with Boba Fett. Boba Fett's not about Boba Fett. Boba Fett's about Fennec Shand. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's just like it's like weird. It's like they're they're just introducing. I mean, yeah, Hawkeye, you know, introduced uh, the character. They're, then she's gonna have her own show. Echo. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's like, and it's, then we get the reintroduction of Fisk. So yeah, now we got it, that all over again, right? So you know, he's coming up in other things. You know, that's just gonna you know he Daredevil yeah. showing up in Spider Man. They start connecting those dots. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what a great a, fucking cameo, though. We're talking was, about cameos. Was that was pretty, was pretty, that was pretty great. great. Yeah, I mean, it was like even we all knew it was coming. Sure, you know, but it still was effective. And just the, I just love the Charlie Cox is so I'm, great. I'm a great, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, are you cool with this kind of being the future of these of this? I don't know, man. I mean, I hate to pin this all on Disney and just by kind of the Star Wars Marvel kind of path where it's just. I mean, obviously, it's all about. I mean, even if you Push just look at the Mandalorian, forward. Mandalorian introduced Boba Fett. He's got his own show. So Katana's getting her own show. Yeah, you how know? great for that though. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay with it as long as the content continues to be true to the source material. That's where I'm having a hard time exactly. with Boba Fett right now. There it is. Right, and is, then, uh, and then. Does it continue to be fun and entertaining? Do I feel like I'm sitting in a commercial for another thing that's going to happen? Because I don't want it to be that. I don't want this to be an advertisement for, here's our next property. Get ready. Introduce it. Great. We've seen them make that mistake already with Age of Ultron in the past, where they you know, kind of went in there, had one movie going, and somewhere during filming, they get in there, Feige gets in there and goes... All right, now you need to kind of introduce all this stuff too. And there was, you know, the dumb fuck who I'd hate to defend in this situation, Joss Whedon at the time was like, "Man, we don't need to just throw out a bunch of shit if we, if we don't need to, if we don't really know where it's going." You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, they had to introduce it. You know, ultimately, you can go back and like, I guess it pays off now if you after you've watched Endgame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But at the time, it was like, God, this movie's a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's all over the place. There's it's like there's shit. shit going yeah, on. It, you know. Um, so I don't know. I guess I I get worried about that. It's like sure. I, I I worry that they they're losing focus of individual stories at the expense of 
to setting up the next TV show or whatever. Um, You know, we've had a few conversations about Boba Fett. I think it's been a miss hit, miss hit. It's all over the board, Tim. You know, and it's just like I've read interviews with Tamora Morrison who thinks he's he talks too much. That's what I said. I was like, he talks too much. He's always got his fucking helmet off. Yeah, he gets the character. I, so it's like I don't, I don't know where Favreau's going with this because it seems off, and he's on fucking Tatooine the whole time. Yeah, like just hanging out, boring, right? You're like a space pirate dude guy. Run yeah. around, go do some shit. But fucking Ming Na is so great. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. I was watching the episode the other day where she was fucking fighting those dudes as the ship was trying to take off out of yeah you know the palace or whatever shooting everybody and i'm like this is her show yeah actually this is what this is but you know it was just that realization like this is less about bubba fett and more about her i think you know the same you know but it's it's the way they just kind of like keep kind of like they take a baton and it's kind of like they are passing things and it's like but I guess that's kind of what comic books are, really. Sure. I mean, honestly, you know, I think all of these can be looked at. That is, there always comes that time where you have to use somebody to get to somewhere else, and and, and well, sure. Off I just so, mean, you know, in the com- in comic books, you know, it's just you know they're just, they're serialized, so it's just like a sure. ongoing story. Where sometimes you can read magazine or book and be like, yeah, this one kind of useless but it had that one character in there who's going to carry on who's going to show up down you know what sure. i'm saying i mean you can go sure. always go back and um and that's what this is i mean that's obviously a a bleeding of that i need more wookie <clears throat> yeah that dude's badass isn't he just yeah fucking amazing yeah he's you know and so it's like i i dig what what, what kind of they're doing here and you know but uh the vespas oh oh man that's the, bad, Tim. you know. And unfortunately, you know, Sophie Thatcher, who's she was the female of that group. Yeah. She's in Yellow Jackets, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And now that I've watched Yellow Jackets, I'm like, oh man, she deserved a better Star Wars character, yeah. <laughs> rather than the Vespa Ouch. gang. I'm just like, who? And that's like sometimes I'm like, it's Robert Rodriguez, man. And it's just, of course, he's not always a winner either. So I'm like, oh, so we didn't get Desperado, Robert Rodriguez. We got like fucking spy kids <laughs> sometimes i don't know anyways um what else have you been watching before we get into the film critic awards i just mentioned yellow jackets which i i you know watch it How, when you can I, I is that on uh, showtime it's showtime tell um, me about it what is, what is well, this yellow jackets yellow jackets is the story of a high school girls soccer team what that uh is on their way to like nationals and their plane crashes. Uh, their team name is probably the Yellow Jackets. They are the Yellow. Okay, uh, well, that now, now it's all coming together for that's me, Tim. Ma- that's their school mascot, yeah. So, um, and it, what it is like, it's like 25 years later, some of, you know, the ones who made it back are kind of dealing with repercussions still, and it's kind of... Did it take them 25 years to get back? No. We're not exactly sure yet. It's very lost where it's all told and kind of like a, you know, oh. back and forth between this and that. And it's got, you know, so the plane um, crashes and we, we, we have a 25 year gap to fill as well as move forward yeah. from the present time. Yeah. And it's That's interesting a lot to take in. It's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, and it has a, a very strong supernatural element to it. I mean, obviously. Oh, there's lo- something. You know, so it's. Kind of, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, I mean, I finished the first season. It's really just scratching the surface, which just has me going, oh, yeah, you, this show Love Lost. Like, hey, look, we've got all these questions. Maybe you'll get answers to some of them. Oh, I'm already <laughs> frustrated. So, but it's fun. I mean, it's different, you know. Um, you know, obviously, there's always a few episodes that are like, all right, I kind of feel like they're not going anywhere. And then it has the episode where, like, oh, that's where they're going with it. You know, oh, kind of that kind of a thing. Where it's like slow build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works. Um, I'm curious. Uh, Juliet Lewis is in it. I she, like her. She's one of the, uh, she's one of the, she's actually Sophie Thatcher's character grown up you know um trying to think uh we haven't seen scream one of the girls that's in scream is also in this um so you know it's just got a cast where it's a lot of girls you've seen oh the chick that played dave bautista's daughter on army of the dead that got fucking everybody killed yeah she's in this ella Ella purnell something like that um yeah i mean she's she's great in this but it's like all i could think i was like man this chick pissed me off and something I was like I couldn't I couldn't place her and then I like looked up her I was like oh there this, we go this, the this fucking one. chick that was like hey can I go on your mission to get everybody killed please yeah I'm going yeah <clears throat> uh, anyways what about you you watching anything dude Tim we didn't talk about Cobra Kai oh let's talk about fucking Cobra Kai Cobra I mean, Kai Tim yeah kind of the, a kind of a rushed season but a lot happened yeah you know this this the the Thelonious karate games keep going and going. Tony Silver, man. Terry Silver. Terry. Yeah. Might be one of the worst of the worst. And and you're stacking him up next to Martin Cove. Can I tell, <laughs> can I tell you a funny, t- funny story real quick? Yeah. Um, in Thomas, Gr- Thomas Griffith, I think is his name, who plays Terry Silver, is younger than Ralph Macchio. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> By like five or six months. That's Isn't that funny. hilarious? That's you're like, great. You're like, oh, wait a minute. So like, I mean, obviously he was in high school age when he was playing in Karate Kid 3. Yeah. But I mean, that guy was playing like a Vietnam vet. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're just like, how did this casting happen? Uh, who put this together? Like, what was it like, you know, I mean, Steven Seagal. I mean, obviously, you weren't getting Steven Seagal for Karate Kid 3, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That age. I mean, Martin Cove's age, at least. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, that guy's, what, in his 70s? Yeah, I just never even thought about it. And it was like, you know, a little fact. What Nick, like, threw that at me. I was like, I was like, bullshit. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Wow. So, yeah. So, if you when you watch Cobra Kai, just know that Ralph Macchio, or Daniel LaRusso, is actually older than Terry Silver. Yeah. Um, all right. So... The team up, worth it? Yeah. Absolutely. So great. They're so, so great. good together, dude. They really do just have this weird chemistry that just works on yeah. all sorts of levels. They, it really, it, it's the weirdest thing where it's like probably the only like reboot that I'm just like more. Just yeah. more. Just, this show just keep it going. Yeah. It has, ha, we've said it. It has no business being this damn No, good. it does. It's cheesy. It's dumb. And sometimes it's just like, how'd they get to this point? But whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, they make it so worth watching. I mean, just their chemistry together. And just yeah. how, how little the show takes itself seriously while still taking it all very seriously. You yes. know I mean? Well, you know, being true to 
the characters and the spirit and they, they they have fun without being disrespectful to what we all love about this show um and and I appreciate that but the kids I'll give the kids a lot of credit in in this season. Tori developed a lot this yeah. season. She became a more interesting character. Um, Sam is still not there yet for me. Um, she is still just kind of a a whiny little dick. No, I and I did not like the Kenny and Anthony. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They had to get his other kid involved, but I'm not buying the that quick developing turn of that. Kitty kid. Yeah. I mean, it's like, first of all, bro, you went to a fucking park at eight o'clock at night dressed the way you fucking did. Dude, you look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you had it coming. Kid. I mean, we're going to victim blame him right now. It's well, your fault. No, and I'm not even saying that. It was just, but it's just like, man. Uh, yeah. So I just, and I get that this is probably part of the, you know, because obviously they want to keep this show going. So eventually yeah. you have to introduce a younger. You kind of get characters some because here. these characters are getting ready to be adults. Yes. They can't be beating the fuck out of each other at the mall anymore, you know, because they're all going to go to jail. Right. Well, <laughs> why haven't they gone to jail I, yet? I mean, we've had a, a, I mean, I a guess, kid break his back. Yeah, and, I guess dude's been in juvie and yeah. Johnny's gone to jail a couple times. Oh, that, Dan, did Daniel go to jail in this season? No. He didn't. He never. Nothing ever happened after he beat those hockey guys up? No. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, that was a great I story. loved... I, I really appreciate how they're how blending the styles of karate is what this, you know. But I, you know, in it, in the metaphors of it, yeah, you know, um, has become such, you know, because it, it's very interesting. You know, like fuck that karate; it's all about defense. You know, and but it's like the, Daniel's all about balance. You you need a balance in life. You gotta find your own path. Yeah, and it's it's it. I really kind of thought it was very cool to watch these scenes develop and watch these kids kind of look at him. And you're okay with you know it was yeah it was just you know in that very much of like why are you teaching Mike why are you teaching him this and it was like maybe try to put them together. Look what we found a way to win the tournament. And even you know that moment when Johnny's fighting Terry and he's using all the. All the Miyagi moves. I yes. was like, that is so great. I right? love it. You know, the little things in, in the show that I didn't realize I needed to see. And you got That them. I needed to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, we needed this. So, um, The All Valley, man. They took it back to the All Valley. And yeah. It was, it was great. We got a musical performance out of nowhere. <laughs> For like no reason. <laughs> yeah. At one point I was like, after I watched the show, I had... Um, I saw a headline that was like, how um, uh, the f- writers made that big celebrity cameo happen. I was like, what fucking celebrity cameo? And I was like, oh, so th- cool. <laughs> We've had D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. Yeah. Got to play an important part. Now we've got who is it? Carrie Underwood. Yeah, Carrie Underwood. Got to do a, a nice little number. <laughs> Is there anybody else that we for can like no reason. we can shoot here makes for sense season? within the within the character for him to take him to a twisted sister show? But I was just like, yeah, really, this chick's coming and doing the All Valley. Nobody gives a fuck about this tournament. No, <laughs> fucking All Valley. Do you think people in this town are just like, oh my fucking god, these 
kids in their karate. Jesus Christ, what is going on in this town? You know, you think that they would have a meeting outside of the All Valley Karate Board to discuss uh, how do we put an end to the karate gang? Yeah. How do we get rid of this from from our neighborhoods? It's out of control, Tim. It is. That looks delicious, Tim, but I can't eat it right now. No, no. We'll, I'm talking into the microphone. My wife I... always brings treats while we're talking into microphones, but yeah, she's out there making cookies. Um, I like the fact that uh, Hawk won the tournament, Yeah, but he didn't have much of like a story arc throughout the season, so it felt kind of like a, a twist that was like, well, there's nothing really leading to it. I think they needed somebody else to win oh, I, in I order do appreciate to make that, that It was story. just a typical... You know, it just shows that anybody can win that tournament, really. Right. It doesn't have to be in Robbie. The the shirtless fight was so great. Because I guess they did kind of have a little bit of a moment. He and Johnny finally there at the end. Yeah. There was some growth. Yeah. Because it was just like, Jesus, when is this going to? This has been like four seasons, man. It's going to be like, we've had like so many back and like Miguel has had so many ups and downs with. You know, they're like, they're, they're not cool. They're cool. They're not cool. You know, he's cool with him, but not him, you know, but he's just really been at with everybody like him and Johnny. Sensei's banging his mom. I mean, this is a confusing world for Miguel. Yeah. Miguel's it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, a solid season and so, and, uh, then they bring back old boy, um, Fucking chosen? No, not chosen. We'll talk about chosen in a minute. Fucking uh, idiot that gets beat up by Terry. I'm trying to think. Oh, the guy from uh, that was Clint Eastwood's movie yeah. about the Atlanta bombing. Yeah, let me pull him up real quick. I'm trying. Stingray. 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 I was trying to think. One of word. His, I was trying to think of his fucking name. Because I'm like, oh my god, why are we bringing this dude back? Are you kidding me? But he had to bring him back to beat his ass like that because yeah. you can't have him fuck a child up like that. So at least he's an adult. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if we, when he puts him into the hospital, he's not putting like a 14 year old kid in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I guess you had to bring him back for that purpose. But um, now, now uh, Kreese is in jail. Yeah. He's been arrested, attempted murder. And so is he going to get out and where is he going to team up with? Are we just really going with the Avengers of, Wow. Fucking karate. Is it going to be crease and chosen? And this blank look and then, staring back at you is my mind blown. And then it. obviously you're going to, it's going to have to be like the Nick Fury is going to be like, what's her name? Hillary Swank. Yeah. She's going to be the one that's like been pulling the strings the whole time, trying to get all of these Ooh. karate power forces together. Oh my God. To take on, I mean, we're going to bring in Mike Barnes next time or get his old ass. Did you remember Karate Kid 3 when you yes. watched this? We re- refresh. My kids are like, "What the fuck is this movie?" Karate Kid Three. <laughs> so bad. Oh, uh, anyway. So yeah, I guess watch watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, I so thought it was good. worth it. Yeah, lots can't of fun. wait. And they've already filmed the next season, so it's like, why don't you just put it on my TV then? I mean, what are you waiting for? Yeah, they can make me wait a year. You're already done. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? What's, go, what's going? On? You're not putting any special effects in it. Nope. Where is you it? think they're going to get that ACDC song? No. No? No, I don't think so. Do you know the, you know the, the uh-huh. yeah, Thunderstruck? No, it's not happening. Yeah, well, 
before it's over. Okay. That song like <laughs> just that much. <laughs> You're just like, no, that'll never happen. No, it won't. Okay. Um, all right. You want to get into the uh, Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards? Yeah. Y'all voted on awards this year. Yeah. The J- so- these are the James L- Lutzenheiser Awards. 56th um, annual. Kansas so- City Film Critics Circle is the second oldest film critic circle in the country. It's impressive. Again, thanks. Lending credibility to this little program. Yes. All right, so I'm just going to run down the list. I Let's have not it. seen most of these movies, so this is more informative. Tim's going to let us know what. Start with the Tom Poe Award and work towards. I'm going to work upwards the list. Um, so Tom Poe Award for Best LBGTQ Film. Um, runner up, The Power of the Dog. Right. And the winner is Flea. Flea is a documentary. It's a animated documentary. Interesting. Um, An animated you know, documentary. It's about you know this dude kind of making a, a film of his personal journey. You know, it's really well done. I liked it. All right. It was uh yeah it was my vote in this. If I'm I'm trying to remember the this was the one I told you that Passing was nominated for. And I was like oh. <laughs> because they didn't watch it. the film. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Tessa Thompson, is that? That's what. I, I, my question is, is starting to be like, what? What's the criteria for these? You know, for that type of award? Yeah. Because that's what I was like. Is that why? I mean, Tessa Thompson's bisexual, so. Sure. Is that the? I mean, but it, neither, more neither about the, the characters. Actors in the the movie. character. It's more about race than it is sexuality in this okay. movie. So. Anyways, the Vince Kohler Award for Best Sci-Fi Horror Fantasy. This one, I was actually surprised when when I saw the. Have you seen this yet? Coming, I haven't seen it. Fuck yes, dude! This move, this got a vote for me for best film at one point. The Green Knight, yes, beat out Dune. Yeah, which for some reason I just felt like awards voters were going to be just yeah all over some Dune. Yeah, Dune. Dune's good. It was all right. Yeah. Green Knight's so the good. The Green Knight, though. Yeah, so loved that's it. One I finally gotta... saw that. So good. Loved it. You should You should watch it. What? Uh, what's going on with The Green Knight? What? This is... Um, what's so great? The story of... Which fucking... You know, Arthur's Knights. Yeah. Okay, so the, there's the Green... Or there's... Uh, let me see. Deb Patel's in this. Who I like. Yeah, I He's like He's generally pretty good in everything he does. Let me, let me grab... This is directed by David Lowry. Who he wrote? Uh, he did Anthem Body Saints, and I think he wrote that movie with Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges. Anyways, Deb Patel plays Sir Gawain, one of Arthur's knights. Okay, and he like one during this, you know, they're all fucking hanging out at the round table, or whatever. And this Green Knight, this big creature dude. Shows up and he basically is like, I want to fight one of you dudes. Um, he's like, but whatever you do to me, you have to come see me in a year. And I'm going to do that same thing to you. It's and a weird it's, challenge. It's it's this, it's this weird thing. He's like, I roll around and do this, though. You know, and he's like this fucking big. I mean, kind of looks like tr- made out of a tree. I mean, he's like a creature thing you know so if like you chop off his arm he's and nobody nobody will do it but you know he's trying to win the the favor of arthur and uh so he 
They're like, I'll do it. You know, but the dude basically tosses down a sword and puts his head out and he slices his head off. And then the guy picks his head up and he says, one year. Ooh. And so then it's, you know, the rest of the movie is this guy's year. It, well, it, it cuts to a year later, basically. And he has to go and face this dude. So it's like, you know, is he brave enough to face it? Is he take is is he taking this seriously? And it's the things that happen to him along the way. Um, it's got Alicia Vikander in it. Joel Edgerton. I like, um, I like all of those. Yeah. Um, Sean Harris is the, he plays Arthur. Um, Barry, I don't know how to pronounce this kid's name. Barry Keegan, Barry Cogan. He was in uh, Eternals just recently. He was the one that could project things into people's minds. Yeah. He was also in Dunkirk. Um, I think he's in, um, he was very he's in the Batman work. and everybody thinks he's the Joker because my God, they can't make a fucking Batman movie without somebody going, what's characters, the Joker and they're not telling us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking watch green Knight, dude. Great movie. All right. Great. Best documentary summer of soul. Uh, you know, I'm actually surprised procession in one processions about Kansas City, Missouri, the runner up, um, uh, Catholic diocese and uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. When when I started watching, it, I was like, "Oh, that's what this is about." And it's it's interesting. Uh, Summer of Souls is a solid one too. I mean, um, you know, it's the you know, was it nineteen sixty nine? I think. Yep. Um, in Detroit, is that where it was? It's been a few months since I watched this. I've watched it like right when I got the Summer of Soul. And so I can get the or in the Roof Revolution Festival, yeah, Harlem. Okay, <clears throat> so yeah, and it's about you know they're having like this music festival, you know, when they're um, dealing with all the a lot of these issues, you know, racism and civil rights and how music became like the escape, you know, for this neighborhood. Um, solid, solid watch if you like docs. Okay. Uh, best foreign language film. Drive my car. Won this one. Did it's a long one, but it's it's good. I actually really enjoyed the. Uh, our, our, Where's it from? Uh, that's China. Maybe Korea. Let me pull it up real quick. Drive my car. <laughs> Beat out the the worst person in the world. Yeah, and that got my vote. I thought that was uh, that was really good. This was good too. I mean, this is I really enjoyed our. Uh, I'm gonna, give me a second to pull up our um, nominees real quick, but I enjoyed the selection of uh, foreign films this year, which I think is one of the reasons where I, I kind of came out of this year with not as. Uh, you know, sometimes I watch so many documentaries and so many. You know, foreign films, some they get hard to watch after a while, you know. I mean, sure. it's, it wears you out, and you're just kind of like, what am, what am I supposed to judge this one on? Um, both those are really good, though. Uh, Drive My Car is probably the favorite, I would imagine, for the Oscar. It's a long one, though. That one's about a, that's like a dude, uh, he's like a actor, and he's going to do this play, 
and his wife dies and she was having an affair and he casts the dude that she was having an affair. Ooh. So, you know, because it helps him to kind of... Come to grips. Yeah, come to grips and kind of get to know her in her, you know, last days. It's, it's a good movie. Right. And he's got this chick driving him around because he, he's got something going on with his vision where he's losing his vision and so this girl's got to drive him around. Always one of my favorite categories. Best animated film. Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, another one that I really liked. It was fun. And another one that I've heard is a, is a great uh, like metaphor for LGBT. I'm just yeah. like, okay, is it? <laughs> sure. I guess. Like, that's one where I feel bad. I'm like, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, but it was a good, yeah, it was a good movie. Um, Encanto was solid. It was great. Um, a lot of fun. Wonderful soundtrack. Ryan the Last Dragon was another one that was on our list. Uh, yeah, that was all right. I, no, I really enjoyed that one. Did you? Um, that's one that Elizabeth and I watch on a on a pretty regular basis this okay. past year. Um, trying to think what else was in our nominee list. The other Pixar one, Luca. That was all right. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Uh, cinematography goes to the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, great movie. Um, you know, great retelling of the Macbeth story from Joel Cohen, his first solo film. Solo all by himself. Um, Francis McDormand. Who's always wonderful. She's so great, dude. And Denzel Washington. I'm like, man, is he just like one of the best actors there. I mean, is he, is he just one of those, where, even if you don't like his performance or, I mean, is he just, I mean, cause he's just, he's great in this and he just, he has presence. I mean, it's hard to deny the, the command he always has of a scene and a, and a role. That guy understands what it is to be an actor. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, he said like four words and I would, I mean, I think that's what I was like, is this guy just one of the, Best ever. Yes. I mean, it was just, it wasn't even like so much the performance in that moment, but it, his voice. And it was just like, man, he just is the man. He really is. And I would believe that if I was sitting in a bar somewhere and he walked in, it would still feel in, in real life like that very commanding yeah. person has just walked yeah, into you the would, room. You would, you would take notice. You'd and feel like, the presence. Damn. Yeah. It would be like, all right, Denzel Washington just walked in. Um, anyway, but the cinematography one for this, it, it's amazing. It's black and white. And obviously Cohen does how to shoot a picture. So, yeah, you know, it looks phenomenal. You know, if, if visiting a Shakespeare story or something, you have, it's on Apple right now. So, okay. All right. Uh, best adapted screenplay went to West Side Story. All right. So this is this one. Is all you. This is okay. So I missed. This screening, I missed this, and we'll just tackle screenplays right here because I did. I've not seen Licorice Pizza, and I hear wonderful we things hear, about We had this movie. one screening for it, no links, and then every time I tried to go see it, it was. I mean, it's not playing near me, you know. So it's like I have to go somewhere, go somewhere you know. So it's yeah. like, is it playing at a time that's convenient? It never was, <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, so unfortunately, I missed that one. My vote in this was for French Dispatch. I really enjoyed that, that for original screenplay. Um, but West Side Story and Licorice Pizza, um, Tragedy of Macbeth. I had like in my flurry of movies I was trying to catch like right before our vote at the end. Um, West Side Story, I finally went and saw it, uh, Cinemark. 
right before, you know, like a few days before a vote. Um, Nick, you know, being a manager, he, yeah. can get, he can get us in whenever, whenever he's working. He doesn't sure. like, you know, he can. Uh, so it's like I showed up at the box office and uh, um, I was like, oh, Nick English might become. She's like, oh, you're Nick's parents. Yeah. She gets on the phone. She's like, Mr. English, your parents are here. She was like so excited. And she was like, okay, she's good doing it. She's like, okay, now you guys wanted to see. West Side Story. I was like, no, I have to see West Side Story. I don't want to see West yeah, Side Story. It's required. And you said earlier on, I, I, I like musicals more than you. I was not looking forward to this, really. Really? I, I watched the original when I was little, but sure. it was not, you know, because my mom just inundated it with musicals. Never one that I clicked with, you know. And the allure of Steven Spielberg really did nothing for that me. That was my next question. It was, did nothing for me. It's him. But you know what? It's a great, I mean, the movie looks great. It's 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 fine. It's good. I mean, you know, it's, you know, but it's not one sure. like, I love Tick, Tick, Boom. Give me Cerno. That movie I was saw great, too. Tick, Tick, Boom. You know, and... Uh, um, I thought Andrew Garfield was amazing. Yes, you know, so amazing. A story that I didn't really care about. This was just this was fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it looks amazing because it's Spielberg. I mean, you know sure. what I'm saying. Um, he could make a movie, but I don't know. It didn't really. It wasn't like oh wow. I mean, you know, of course, as I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know all this music. I mean, you know, you've heard it all. Um, but you know, when she starts singing, I feel pretty. I feel pretty. I'm just like <sighs> Jack Nicholson and John Turturro did it so much better. Do they have the the snapping gang? They do. Or do they do that? They come in at the beginning and they're all and it was just like, oh wow, they they look really fucking tough. Look at these tough guys. I'm glad they went with that. <laughs> all right, so there's screenplay. Um, you know. All right, let's get into some some acting awards. Yes, let's do it. Best supporting actress goes to Ann Dowd for Mass. All right, so let's talk about Mass for a second. This Please. movie drove me fucking crazy for the first fifteen minutes Why because I did not know what the hell it was about. I knew nothing about it going in, except outside of just reading like the one sheet. I just knew it was like two families come together after a tragedy. Okay. All right. So for the first fifteen minutes, I'm like, what? What? Why am I watching this? Because it's like. Um, this really awkward setup where these two couples are kind of brought together in this room in this church to hash something out. But, you know, there's a lot of, like, niceties. And and so I'm like, dude, announce your movie. Please tell me. What it is is um, one family's son was shot and killed by another, the other family's son during a school shooting. Oh, so you've got the shooting's family and the... Shooter's family Right Together in the same yes. room And it's a lot of You know Them trying to Just kind of Come to grips You know and it's Who just, put them in this room Together Um I'm trying to think It's like they're Through the courts I, I think they requested it I mean I think it's something That they You know Kind of So was it just two hours Of them being like Why the fuck Yeah are it's, you it's, it's, it's 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 all in a, It's all in this room And it's you know One family You know You know this is what we had taken away. And, you know, the other family going, look, we, we didn't, we saw these signs, but we, you'd never believe that about your kid kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and right. it was like one of those where I was like, yeah, the first 20 minutes I was like, dude, what the fuck is this movie? And then at the end I was like, oh my God, fuck this movie. Because as a parent, yeah, you know, I, obviously I'm thinking about oh my God. I mean, none of my kids are my, ever going to shoot anything up, but it is just like, yeah, you would go through a lot of those, feelings of denial and then what what yeah. then what do you say to you know yeah so it is like you know you kind of put yourself in that position it was like oh my god fuck this shit but she's great in it all right and and Dowd was the winner of that one yes 
Best Supporting Actor. How do I say his name? Syrian Hines. Syrian Hines. Fucking uh, Belfast. Step Steppenwolf, man. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Belfast great. is Belfast is a solid flick, man. That's a uh, um, director's Kenneth Branagh. It's kind of a. It's a Who movie. is wonderful. Yeah, what? it's a, it's a movie. It's based on his childhood of when he was little and living in. Belfast and what a terrible his, place to grow his up. Family migrated from there to England, you know, uh-huh. and um, it's 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 actually really good. Uh, the kid in it, who I can't think who play, he's really uh, really terrific in it. And uh, there's even a nice little moment where he's sitting on a curb reading a Thor comic. Oh, nice! I was like, that's a. I, I get that reference. Wow. <laughs> I understand I that see reference. You there. Yeah, I understand that reference. Um, my vote in this was for uh, Cody Smith McPhee was the... The power of the dog? Yeah. No, it was actually for the for the guy that's in uh, Coda. Uh, About the deaf drummer? Yeah, the, it's not a drummer. It's a, it's a girl that's growing up with deaf parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, Child it, it's of, like she's trying to go off to school, but... Her parents, whether they're not realize or not, are very dependent on having because even like her brother's even deaf. And uh, let me get this actor's name real quick. I know we're trying to hurry through here. Uh, this guy's name, he was my vote. Come on, it's taking forever. Troy Kotzer, he played her dad. He was great. Marley Matlin's in it too. She's her mom. But this guy, I mean, just really a great performance, you know. So, all right, yeah. Uh, best actress. Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Uh, another movie that I didn't really care for. Um, and she, but she's a great actor. She's always awesome in whatever she's in. So This one surprised me as well because I figured that we would be hearing uh, Kristen Stewart's oh, name. I can't fucking believe she was running around. Fuck that movie, man. Everybody, everybody has really hyped Jesus, this one though, for the award season. And this is the one for me that I was like, oh, give me a break with this shit. Okay, we'll give you a break. We'll, we'll just move on. <laughs> Best actor, and I, I was happy to see this one, Benedict Cumberbatch for the Power of the Dog. Yeah, and uh, have you watched that movie yet? I have not. Uh, yeah, that's, it's a good film, and he's gr- great, obviously. Uh, my vote in this one was for Peter Dinklage for Cyrano. And I'm happy to hear with, that. Which my other vote, I think when it came down to these two, it was for Andrew Garfield. Um Peter Dinklage yeah, is a fine he's actor. He's great in Cyrano. Andrew Garfield is fucking amazing in Tick, Tick, Boob. And Cumberbatch is amazing in this movie. I mean, you know, but it was one of those when I got the power of the dog in the mail, I was like, this is the movie we're going to vote for best picture. Sure. Without even seeing it. <laughs> I just knew it was coming. I was like, we're predictable. Yeah, sometimes. So yeah, so that'll just kinda... is that going to carry through the award season for everything else? I, I mean, think is Power I, of Dog I, going I to think be the so. one. I don't know, man. I, I think Garfield has a, a real, a real possibility. I think he's. Re- it's going to be one of those two guys. Denzel does, maybe because he's just Denzel, but I think it's between Benedict and Garfield for. Does Dinklage get in the conversation? I, which I think I, I is think important. He's get nominated. I think he absolutely could. He's great. Yeah, he's so great. I mean, it was just one of those. I didn't know much about the movie, and sometimes when you see that movie, you're like, "Ah, I like Peter Dinklage. This should be fun." I was like, "Oh man, this is really an entertaining film," and I liked it. So, all right, but yeah, I mean, just uh, we'll just carry that through. Power of the Dog swept the rest of the way. Jane Campion, uh, who was the director of uh, the Piano, yes, 
Uh, and uh, Power Dog won Best Film. West Side Story was the runner-up runner up in both categories. Yeah, but yeah. So, and eh, you know, for me, what was your best picture? Um, I I think because I knew every. I, I told you my. I think my first first vote went for um, the Green Knight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean it was because I knew I knew where everybody was voting. I mean it wasn't Tim the Contrarian had to go a different route. Yeah. I mean I like hey. it. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, it's nothing. It's it, I thought it was worthy of winning. I mean, and I, it, I know this sounds stupid to say, and we'll just kind of close with this, but I really do think in the, in these situations, and I wish my group would announce our nominees. We don't anymore um, because people used to like that. You know, you'd get you'd get through, and then yeah. somebody'd be like, "What about this movie? We all saw this late. This wasn't on our, but it's, you know." And then be like, "Cool, add that to the nominees list." So I think at some point they felt we would lose credibility if we announced the nominee who wasn't initially announced. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, I, I do think with awards, it means, I think it's as important to get nominated as a winner. I, I think the winner is superfluous in most cases. I mean, that a one year, that one year they were like, it's fucking La La Land or fucking, we don't fucking know. It's Moonlight, La La, who gives a shit? Somebody won. Right. I mean, my God, they gave a fucking best picture award to goddamn Green Book. Movie about racism made by a bunch of fucking white dudes. I mean, give me a fucking break. So it's like I do think it is more important to be on that nominee list. Do we're nominated for best picture that year? Yeah. That's a, that's a, I, and I'm not trying to you know make you know hey it's okay to be a loser. No, dude. I I think that because it's so political, and I can tell you that having been a part of this, it's impossible to see all these films. Yeah, it's impossible. So many. We had. Because we subject, we submit our nominees, and then we have somebody that goes through and takes all the nominees, yeah, and pulls that ten. Seventy four films were nominated for best film, Uh, and he 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 has to trim that down to like that ten. So that's a lot of movies that nobody's even heard of. Film is so subjective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, how can you tell me that Spider Man No Way Home isn't the best picture of 2021, dude? Best reviewed. Box office smash. People are fucking cheering and crying, watching it over and over again. My opinion is that it should be on that list of nominees. It's low art. Should it be the best picture winner? No. But I think it should be on the list of, here's our best films of 2021. Which, we had a discussion that got shot down a long time ago, was there should be a box office type category. I, I don't they they were going to do that this year. Uh, Remember they were going to do they were going to do best popular movie. That's a bad idea. Yeah, it, it is, a, but the but the the principle of it um, I think when you have something like Spider-Man um Black Panther. Yeah. Uh even I'll say um back in the day um we dogged the sequel a little bit Avatar. Sure. When Avatar came out, whether way everything the story, technically that movie was like fucking Marvel at the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean it made a shit ton of money. So fuck it, everybody fucking saw it and loved it. So yeah, it should go on that list. Um, but you know, it always becomes these movies or that are about um, sexuality, racism, alcoholism, period piece. A lot of fucking musicals this year. Like there's, saying there's a checklist. Yeah. If you want to be considered for an Oscar, you've got to meet some of this criteria. Right. 
So, anyways, man, I know we carried on way longer than we meant to, but um, I thought it was a lot of good discussion there. Uh, Oscars are coming up. They just had the Golden Gloves. I barely know who won. I think our Andrew Garfield won something. If it's not from the second oldest film critic society in, <laughs> in the country, I don't give a don't shit, Tim. Listen, um, we're going to add something new next year. I think we're going to do something where, um, I don't know. What do you think? What's missing from our awards? Awards? Special effects or yeah. score? Hmm. Score would be a good See, one. See, I'm pushing for score because I love, I love scores. Yeah, music is great. Music can make or, or break a film. Yeah, man. It really, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, well, enjoy award season, everybody. And we had a lot of fun talking to you today. Um, go back and listen to some of our older episodes, obviously. Um, Scream, Matrix. Everywhere you find your favorite yeah. podcast. Yeah, man. That's some of our recent episodes. So, yeah, man, we're everywhere. So hit us up. And uh, thanks for listening, hooligans. Hooligans.